Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Well, hello and welcome into the Money Night Podcast. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George with Wade Chessman. As always, he is the president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies, and we got a good show for you today. Social Security, big topic, Wade, always something I know that you focus in on with people when it comes to retirement planning, income planning, and there are a lot of myths out there, aren't there? Yeah, there are, and a lot of misconceptions. I guess that's the same thing as a myth. Yeah. Just a better, fancier word for it, but yeah, a lot of, uh, it's an important part of most people's plan, and it's really important to make sure you understand how it works, and if there is any myths, let's just try to dispel them, or maybe they're true. Right. Yeah, we'll do that. Maybe it's Bigfoot. (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you're right. I mean, maybe myth's not the best word. Maybe it is misunderstanding or mis- misconception or, you know, just some assumptions that aren't always correct. But we have a few that we want to run through today where, I know, Social Security has been kind of top of mind with everybody. It's always in the news. The government's talking about it quite a bit here this past year. But we want to clear up some things and just make sure you understand as much as possible about Social Security because it is such a big piece of the income plan. We want to try to make sure we answer some questions potentially that you might have or some things you might have been curious about today. Again, if you have questions, you can always follow up with Wade via the website, chessmanwealth.com or over the phone, 214-572-2120. All right, Wade, I'm going to give you the myth. You tell me if it's true, false, and and uh, make sense of it for us. Okay. All right, so the Social Security Administration, we're going to go down and, and file our benefits. Well, The myth that I have first is that they're going to actually help you make the best decision about when you should start your benefit. And that is not true. (laughs) Their job is just to take the information that you give them and help you file your claim. They're not going to tell you, hey, maybe you should consider waiting to 65 or 66, or hey, if you take this early, this is going to be a, you know, they may tell you, hey, if you take it now, you're going to get a discount or a reduced benefit. But they're, they're really not, their job is not to help you make the smart choices about your social security to, to borrow my mission statement to help you make smart choices about your money. That's not their job. Their job is to process your claim and get it going. So they're not there to give you guidance on the best strategies for you and your spouse or just for you or anything like that. I think they're relatively a pretty good organization, mm-hmm. but they ain't there to help you in that regard. Yeah, they can make sure you got everything you need to, to file and to claim, but they don't know anything about your situation. I mean, this seems no. pretty straightforward. They can't. That's right. They can't put all the the pieces together. And if you want to go in and start those. taking it benefits sixty two, they don't. They'll they'll cut you the check. Yeah. Okay. Myth number one is something that's important to know if you're going in to file. All right. So myth number two uh, for those parents that are stay at home. Uh, either moms or dads and, and don't work, maybe spend the time taking care of the kids, which is a, an important job. And especially the price yeah. of childcare, there are many parents that do this, but the myth is that you won't get any social security if you are a stay at home parent. Yep. And that's also not true. Even if you were a stay at home mom or didn't work, uh, you'd still be eligible for social security benefits based on your spouse's work record or your deceased spouses or your ex-husbands. So they're not, the idea there is to not is to make sure that people that chose that or did that aren't, you know, don't walk away with no benefit. So even if you didn't work or don't have enough, um, or maybe you worked, but your husband maybe or wife worked a lot more or made a lot more money, you're 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 going to get benefits off their record. So don't worry about that. Okay. 
important to know. All right, myth number three here. So we pay taxes all through our working career, Wade. We're, we're paying yep. into Social Security throughout. Uh, that's how it gets funded. The myth is that because of this, right, we're already spending a bunch of money on our own. We're not going to pay taxes on Social Security because we've been doing this our entire life. Well, please tell me this is that, true. Uh, well, it's <laughs> it's true and false. How okay. about that? I'll take it. It's not Bigfoot. It's not Loch Ness, but it's it's got something, some truth to it. So it depends on your income, whether or not you have to pay Social Security benefits or taxes on your Social Security benefits. Tip O'Neill, you can thank Tip O'Neill for this. We've talked about this before, Ben. Hmm. It was kind of a hidden tax, but if you make over a certain amount of income, and it's not very much, it's like $34,000 then you're going to have to pay, start paying taxes on your Social Security benefits. So, you know, there are some strategies you can do for some people to minimize or not pay Social Security or taxes on their Social Security, doing conversions of your IRAs before you retire, things like that. But in general, if you make over a certain amount of money, you will have to start paying taxes on your Social Security benefits, unfortunately. it's a To me, it's another tax on tax. Right. Well, there's a few of those out there, aren't there, Wade? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the government will get its money one way or another. One way or the other. That's why it's important, though, for tax planning, uh, to be always be right. planning ahead when it comes to taxes. All right. So the big, I guess the, maybe the biggest myth that's out there just in the in the public arena, and for anybody that's getting close to retirement or not getting close and just looking ahead to when they have that opportunity to step away and get that financial freedom, but is that Social Security is not going to have any money left. They're going to be all out of money. I know they're projected to to be out of money at some point, but will the system completely go away? If they don't make changes, will they'll they'll run out of money in the sense that uh, they won't be able to pay all the benefits. But even if if that were the case, there's enough to pay something like 72% of the benefits. So the worst case scenario is that people would get less than they were expecting, which still wouldn't be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's unlikely there will be no benefits at all. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a great situation. We've got to make some changes. And it mainly has to do with the same thing that you're seeing like in France and other countries. There's just a lot less workers paying into the system and there's a lot more people getting benefits and it just can't be sustained. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically the bottom line, right? Is that there just there aren't the birth rates dropped, um, especially with the boomer baby boomer generation. There was you know so many children and so many people in that group that there's not as many people working to pay for them anymore. That's right. I mean when that when Social Security first started, there was like something like 36 workers for every one retiree, and now it's like three to one. It's getting it's getting worse. So you know we got to make changes. Yeah, I heard that number for the first time recently. Uh, that 36 or I heard 40 something like right around that number, but. 40 to 1 compared to just 3 to 1 now paying for, for every retiree. That's yeah, just it's crazy to think a, about. That's an issue. Huge issue. All right. So maybe not going to go away completely, but maybe de- different in the future by the, time, by the time it comes your opportunity to gain those benefits. All right. Next myth for us, Wade, uh, and this kind of ties back into number one, but a lot of people think I'd, because of the last myth too that it might run out of money. I need to get my hands on that money as soon as possible. So as soon as I'm eligible, I'm heading down to the administration and I'm filing my benefits. What I would say about that is that normally what I have found is that's not the best course of action is to take Social Security benefits early because you do get such a large reduction in your benefit 
if you take your benefits as early as possible, you're going to get a 25% reduction from base, base uh, rega- uh, in regards to what you would get if you waited to your full retirement age. That's a pretty big hit that you get year after year after year. So unless you have some kind of uh, situation health-wise or something going on that would or no other source of income or anything like that, then I typically would say it's not doesn't make sense just to go rush down to the Social Security office as soon as you're eligible and apply. Really think it through before you do it, because once you do it, you can't you can't go back. All right. So have a plan in place uh, that you've discussed with a professional. Again, if you have questions or want to make sure that you are doing the correct uh, thing with your Social Security benefits, you can always call Wade and his team at Chessman Wealth at 214-572-2120. All right, let's talk about some of the benefits itself and, and people who are eligible. So the first one I have here, Wade, is that you can't work and receive Social Security benefits at the same time. Is that true? No, that's not true. You can work and receive Social Security benefits at the same time. You just have to know there's limits on how much you can earn without affecting your benefits. So, for example, if you're receiving benefits in 2023, but you're not set to hit your full retirement age until, say, next year, the earnings limit is 21240 So you'd lose $1 in benefits for every $2 earned over the cap. So if you have a part-time job that pays $30,000 a year or $8,760 over the limit, Social Security will deduct $4,380 in benefits. So you can work. Um, it's just that you may get a reduced benefit until you reach re- full retirement age. And once you reach full retirement age, you can make as much as you want, and it won't affect the benefit. It'll it it'll be subject most likely to income taxes, but it won't actually reduce your benefit. Okay, good to know. All right, what about for those that are not um, U.S. citizens? Way there's are they eligible for Social Security? So the 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 myth is that they're they're only for U.S. citizens. They're they're both for U.S. citizens and and certain non-citizens who okay. paid into the system and meet eligibility requirements. So, just like if you're, I have a client who's getting French Social Security. I ran into a lady the other day who's going to get Swiss Social Security, and they're not necessarily a French citizen, but they paid into the system. Same thing here. If you paid into the system, um, you should get you you should you should be eligible for the benefits. You have to meet meet the requirements, but. It's possible you could get it. Okay. Got a couple more here uh, that I want to run by you. And All right. So not, far, we're killing it. So far, you're doing a great job and clearing up some some misunderstandings for us. So what about people with a pension? There are, you know, there are fewer and fewer of these people that are retiring every day, but for those mm-hmm. that have it, Wade, are they going to be eligible for benefits? Well, it depends. You know, it depends on what, where the pension came from. Um, there's a rule called the pension offset a rule. There's another one called the windfall provision that both can affect how much you receive in Social Security benefits. For example, if you were a teacher in Texas and you were in teacher's retirement and you paid in teacher's retirement, there's a and and you may be qualified for Social Security, then your benefit from Social Security would be reduced based on your pension from teacher's retirement because you primary, depending on how long you paid into Social Security, most likely you would get very little Social Security benefits if you were a teacher in Texas, because you, as a teacher in Texas, you did not pay into Social Security. Now, if for some reason 
this is where it gets complicated. Let's say you taught in Texas long enough to get a pension and you also had another job with substantial earnings over time, then it's possible you could still get both. If you had a normal pension, say from General Electric, and you could certainly get Social Security and that pension no problem because you paid into Social you paid into Social Security while you were working for GE. So it really affects people that are getting a pension from an organization where they did not pay into Social Security, or you your your spouse passes away and he was getting a pension. You could and and it was a pension in which um, didn't pay into Social Security, then that could be affected as well. So you can get both. It's just sometimes, depending on the type of pension, it could be diminished. All right, let's finish out then with a couple of myths on how the benefits are calculated. So the first myth I have for you is that the benefits are based on your income and your assets. Is that true? Not really. It, it's based on, and we've talked, we did a whole podcast on this one time, Ben. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sophisticated, simple in one way, but sophisticated way they t- they calculate it, but it's based on 35 years of work history indexed for inflation. So it's really based, it's means tested. It's based on, it's based on your work history, not your necessarily assets and somewhat on your income because it's, you know, the, the more income you pay into it to a cap, the more benefit you'll get, but it has nothing to do with your assets. Okay. And our last myth here on the Money Night podcast is that your social security benefits are based on your last job's salary. You know, I just hit that one out and said, no, it's based on a lifetime earnings history, not just, you know, what you, you're, like some of your pensions are based on your highest three years salary or the last three years salary or something, but not social security. Social security is based on a long work history index for inflation, which means you know, if you got paid twenty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty, that's like getting paid, you know, maybe seventy five, eighty thousand dollars in today's dollars. You get benefits from, you get the benefit of what you made in the past. It's 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 indexed up for what it would equate to in today's world. So anyway, no, it's not based on that. It's it's a lot more complicated. You can go back and listen to my that podcast we did on that. Ben and I did on how how it's done, but in simple terms. It's it's 35 years of work history. Okay. And you can go in and, and create an account. And do you, do you recommend going in and doing oh, I, that? I, I definitely recommend doing that out. because uh, if nothing else, for if you don't do it, you want to do it for, for some kind of scammer gets in there and tries to do it. Um, definitely go in and create your account with Social Security. They used to make it real easy to calculate your benefits. You could just put in your mother's maiden name and a few identifying they took that away so yeah go in and set up an account okay i did i I would recommend it very good all right well if you have questions for wade want to follow up on anything we talked about today have questions about your social security benefits how it fits into your retirement plan you can reach out chessmanwealth.com or call 214-572-2120 and now this month's kingdom minute where we learn what the Bible says about managing money and how it applies to your life. All right, welcome to this week's Kingdom Minute. And today I want to talk about, can money buy you happiness, right? We've all heard that term, mm-hmm. you know, can money buy you happiness? And if you think about Solomon, and you should be familiar with Solomon, and why is this human who ever lived, 
he possessed what would make him one of the richest people in the world today. It says in First Kings that he lived in a palace that took 13 years to build, and he owned 40,000 stalls of horses. Jeez. So the guy had a lot of stuff, okay? Yeah. And in Ecclesiastes 5, he writes, He who loves money shall never have enough. The foolishness of thinking that wealth brings happiness. The more you have, the more you spend right up to the limits of your income. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, obviously Solomon was in a position to know whether money would bring happiness. He didn't hesitate to say it does not. Now, many people think, hey, you can buy happiness. You know, if I only had that car, if I only lived in that nice house, if only, if only, then I'd be happy. That really the, the list is endless. Where we've all been there. If I could just have this one thing, I would I'd start to feel better. But the Lord, the Lord evaluates true riches based on a spiritual value system. Those who are wealthy yet do not enjoy a close relationship with Christ, they're actually poor. And Revelation 3.17 says, Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing, and yet you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So true prosperity extends far beyond material possessions. True prosperity is gauged by how well we know Jesus Christ and how closely we follow him. And so it all boils down to this. True joy is based on our relationship with Christ. So thank you for this week's Kingdom Minute. A message that we can all appreciate because way we all have that kind of drive for money in many cases. It's, <laughs> so true. it's just built into us as, as, you know, as human nature. So a great reminder that uh, money cannot buy you happiness. All right, Wei, we will close out this edition of the Money Night Podcast. I appreciate you clearing up these social security myths for us and we'll do it again soon awesome the opinions voiced in money night with way chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual past performance is no guarantee of future results all indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.